Welcome to Socially Sporty, a podcast for an inside look into the social media impact on first-year college students. Each episode, we will have a guest speaker to talk about their impact with social media. I'm your host, Brittany Gowen. I'm in the studio today with my good friend, Nathan Baysmore. We actually call him Bays for short, and I guess it's a lacrosse guy kind of thing to be called by your last name instead of your first name. So that's what we call him. So how are you doing today, Bays? Uh, I'm doing good. So first, I kind of want to jump in and see, since you're just a sophomore here and you're an education major, or I guess early education major here, how did you find Piedmont and get into lacrosse in general? Well, Back, I got into lacrosse pretty early on, like back in like third grade is when I started playing because I just found baseball super boring for me. It had to be moving more. And so I've been playing lacrosse ever since like third grade up until now. And then the assistant coach here, Ryan McKay, was the assistant coach where my brother played lacrosse in college. So then he already knew about me. And so he was able to recruit me when I was my senior year in high school. Where did your brother go to college? Uh, Millsaps College in Mississippi. That's awesome. And I would say that's a pretty small world considering you and McKay both ended up here at Piedmont. So how do you feel? I guess, obviously, you did come here and everything. But how did you feel about one of the coaches your brother had is now coaching you? Uh, I felt a little weird about, like, you know, like just having the same coach coaching you, like, you know, living up to the standard. But luckily, we're both different positions, so it doesn't really matter that much. And I'm more of on the defense side of the ball, and he was more on the offensive side. And so it doesn't really affect me too much having the same coach as my brother. So with that being said, what position? I mean, I don't know that much about men's lacrosse just because you all have different position names. But what position did your brother play, and what position do you play? He was an offensive midi on the side of the ball, and then I'm a goalie. So how has the season pretty much gone for you so far? It's going pretty good. I mean, uh, we had a kind of a slow start this season, but I was just kind of getting back to the grooves of everything after having an entire year from the sport gone. But then once we started catching our stride, we've gone, I think, 4-0 in the conference so far and been winning the games pretty handily. So how do you feel, as I've already kind of mentioned in a few different podcasts that I've already released, how do you feel about the game this coming Friday and as it's the semifinals for conference? Uh, I'm pretty excited about it, you know, especially last year. We had a great run going into the uh, when playoffs were about to happen, you know, because of COVID and everything that got stripped away from us. And so I'm excited to be able to actually experience the playoffs like we should have last year. Would you say that last year being sent home after just, well, we got through six games, so I'm assuming y'all got around the same amount of games. Yeah. But does that make y'all kind of more conference championship hungry as a team? Yeah, because definitely last year we should have gone back-to-back since we won in 2019. We were going to be one of like, the first to do it back-to-back and start like, a dynasty here and then having that stripped away, and especially for like, playing for our seniors that graduated last year and couldn't come back and play and they had their seasons just taken from them. We definitely want to win one for them this year too. Yeah, it definitely sucks that the seniors that couldn't come back, but of course it's understandable. And at some point in time, we all have to go to the real world. Yeah. But I know I want to say y'all have – Two super seniors at the moment. You have Brady Jinx and Zach Chalotta, right? Yeah. How would you say they have, them being the two that, of course, came back, how would you say they have impacted the team this year, being the ones to come back for that fifth year? I mean, definitely they've impacted a lot because they were they're coming back for their fifth year again. You know, they've played here for five years, and City's always been our goalie, our starter, our main guy. And then having him as a captain this year is definitely bringing a lot of energy to our team. 
and having Brady just to that experience in the offense is definitely helping us out there too. Would you say that them coming back as fifth years to get that final season kind of shows who y'all are as a program and kind of would you say it would stick out to recruits? Definitely. You know, it just shows how much dedication each person, the dedication that each person brings to this uh, program. How do you feel about this next upcoming season? I know this season isn't completely done yet, but I guess, first of all, how many recruits do y'all have coming in? Uh, I know of at least four or five definitely have coming in, but the exact number I'm kind of unsure of, especially like going into summer, we'll have more people finalizing on where they decide to actually go. Would you say that recruitment this summer for your coaches are going to be big and kind of expecting, I know you already have, I want to say, how many people? We have about, I think, 46 players on our team right now. So on top of those 46, would you say that y'all's roster, even though I want to say you're losing eight seniors or so, that the roster is probably still going to grow after this next ring y'all hopefully get in two weeks. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, hopefully winning the conference championship, that's going to be a big show for all the people that want to come here that we're a winning program. And so I definitely think it'll bring a lot more people to come play here. Yeah, and that's definitely awesome. Just on Piedmont's part in general, just having these championship teams because our women's soccer team a few weeks ago won the West Division Mm -hmm. Conference Championship. And us as women's lacrosse, not to brag or anything, but for the first time ever, our uh, division got separated into East and West, and we actually became the uh, West West Division champions and that's pretty awesome. And on top of that, we have women's basketball with a few rings under their belts. And now y'all, what do you think that does for Piedmont as a whole? It definitely boosts Piedmont coming up because I like I never really heard of Piedmont until about my senior year of high school. But yeah, um, it'll definitely help grow Piedmont as like schools that people will look at. Because you know, obviously we're D three, so we're smaller. But like those people that still want to play, but like might not be to the caliber. <clears throat> of a D2, D1, they're definitely going to come start looking more at Piedmont just because, you know, you want to go play in college. You want to win rings. You want to have, like, a winning season. You want to do great things. And Piedmont's definitely shown that they're a school that can do that right now. You know, that makes me think of this question that I actually got the other day in one of my capstone presentations. One of the girls in the class asked me if I could see Piedmont ending up becoming D2 eventually down the road. What do you think on that subject? Oh, definitely I can see us becoming D2. Cause, I mean, at least for boys across alone, like we have 46 guys. That's one of the biggest teams. I think the biggest team in our conference, like when we go to other places, they only have like five extra people on the sideline. Like we're pretty much the uh, size of a football team. And so for that, like us alone, we're showing that we have numbers. And I think definitely all the other sports are going to start bringing in more numbers. And as you grow bigger, you're going to get more competitive and we're eventually going to go D2. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of different accolades for some of our athletes in general, but also the teams as a whole. We have a lot of different things under our belt. And on top of that, I mean, have you heard about the new facilities we will end up having in a few years? Oh, yeah, no, I'm excited for those to come in. Yeah, I'm excited to come and play my alumni game. Sadly, I won't actually be able to use those locker rooms and new fitness room and everything they're making for athletes. But my alumni game will actually be played there, and I feel like that is huge for Piedmont. What do you think? I think it's great for Piedmont to show that, like, we're actually caring for our athletes because, you know, like, what, I think 75% of all mm-hmm. Piedmont play sports. And so you have to accommodate for that, and I think showing that, like, we're adding new facilities also shows that we're growing and that we have the resources to do that because of how we've been playing these past years. 
how would you compare our facilities to other facilities in our conference? I we definitely have some of the nicest facilities here. Like especially I know from like, you know, traveling from different locker rooms, like our locker room is probably the nicest in our conference with the size of it and just how we have it's like, you know, we have a bigger locker room, so we have couches in there, like we just want to sit in there, chill, relax a little before practice, or we can watch film in the locker room. We have whiteboards, and we also had like an Xbox in there so we could hang out. Because I've done like other facilities I've been to, they have you know smaller locker rooms, and it's just more crammed. But we definitely have some of the nice facilities here at Piedmont. Yeah, I feel like we kind of <clears throat> hold ourselves to a pretty high standard just as a campus as a whole because everything we have is pretty new. Some of our, of course, residential halls aren't the greatest at the moment. Yeah. But that's what also the school is working on. We actually have a new hall coming in, hopefully by next year, as long as, of course, weather and COVID and everything plays out the way it's supposed to. We'll have that for next year. And I definitely feel like that's in the right direction for Piedmont to get to where it needs to be to even become that D2 school that we might end up being. Yeah, we're definitely showing that we're trying to grow and trying to get just better facilities all around for everyone that's here just to like make it a nicer campus. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And thank you for joining me, Baze. And we will be right back after this short break. Do you keep up with every inning, every shot, and every point scored by your favorite Lions legends? Well, tune in every Tuesday at 11 to hear Presley Field and the play-by-play voice of the Lions, Brett Loftus, discuss all things Piedmont College Athletics. Presley and Brent discuss the past, the present, and the future of sports here at Piedmont. So come on, Lions fans. We want you to join our pack on Tuesdays at 11, right here on Z98.7 FM, The Roar. Thanks for tuning back in with us after that short break. I'm your host, Brittany Goen, still in the studio today with Bays. So on top of all of the other type of stuff we've discussed about Piedmont, what do you think social media can do for our sports here? It can definitely grow because being a smaller school, you know, in more rural Georgia, it will get our name out there to more people to start looking at us. And I think it would just promote us even more to other, like, outside of just the state of Georgia. Do you feel as if social media that we have today for Piedmont can kind of take us to that D2 next level? Definitely, yeah, because, I mean, it'll put our name out to more people to look at us, and then it'll start showing that we're in ours, where we are, we're a very competitive team, and then we'll start growing, and then it'll show that we can go outside of states and still win and be better program. Yeah, have you heard? Actually, I've actually had Davis Barlow on my podcast twice now. He has made the TikTok for Piedmont Lions. Have you seen some of the TikToks he's put out there? Yeah, I've seen him come across my uh, For You page every now and then. Yeah, in the last episode I actually had with Davis, we discussed the different effects that TikTok kind of has had on us as athletes, and we've become more comfortable with the camera. And we also talked about it today that – A lot of D3 schools don't have something like that. So wouldn't you say that even just having that TikTok puts us out there differently than other D3 schools? Definitely, yeah, because we're lucky to have a big enough, like, school here that we can have people that that that's their full-time thing is running our social media page for us to get us out there. Yeah, Danielle and her team in the SID department definitely does an awesome job in social media to show that we aren't just a number here at Piedmont. Wouldn't you say that's kind of... Our little slogan here, how we're not just a number. Yeah, how we're, like, they recognize us as, like, who we are and who we play. And, like, every time, like, in any sport they've gotten, like, MVP of the week or anything, they've been able to put them out there and show them 
that like you know we have all these players here and they're definitely putting out that they're people instead of just a number at Piedmont yeah and I think that that's definitely super important for us as a school and as an athletic whole that we need to keep showing the people who we have here because we have I guess big names in D3 we have one of our we have one of our softball players, Emma. I totally forgot her last name. I don't know how, but I did. But she has won player of the week. Well, pitcher of the week, technically, at least eight times here. Wouldn't she, yeah. you say that also adds on to the whole ring aspect that we were talking about in the first half of the podcast? Just those kinds of things under our belt, having those bigger names and people keep winning these players of the weeks, that it sets us apart. It does set us apart. I mean, like, when you're having, after every game, you're having one of your teammates win, like, Rookie of the Week or, like, Defensive Player of the Week or whatever position they play and whatever awards they have, like, they're definitely showing that we're a competitive college here now and that we do have very high players in the D3 world. Yeah, and I definitely think that's awesome for us to have those players. And clearly we're doing something right recruitment-wise because, like I said, we definitely have those big names. So what do you think? the future kind of holds for us in the social media setting and as Piedmont as a whole? I think I mean, we're only going to grow, and I think social media is definitely going to play a bigger, a big aspect in that, like putting our name out there to everyone and showing ho- how many good players we have and like the winning culture that we've kind of established here now. Yeah, and I'm in a coaching <clears throat> class right now, actually, and we've kind of talked about the difference between D2 and D3 and the whole process to get there. But I believe at least in the next 10 years, as long as everything keeps going as planned as it is now and these really good athletes keep coming to this school, that we will end up being that D2 school that hopefully we both get to come play alumni games at. Oh, definitely. I would love to see Piedmont grow even more. I mean, it. I feel like it would be kind of rare to hear this small Northeast Georgia school go and end up possibly becoming D2. I mean, I know we have Emanuel College, which I actually talked about in my podcast with Des. He actually went and checked out that school. Yeah. But we, I don't know, I would say we set ourselves apart from those other schools. And a lot of people back in my hometown, which surprisingly I'm an hour and a half away, still don't know what Piedmont is. What about your hometown? Do they kind of know of Piedmont? Rarely. Every time I say Piedmont, they just kind of give me a funny look and I have to explain where I am and then give them local like places around here because, you know, no one's ever really heard of Demarest. I have a few people like randomly that like, they either went to uh, college in our conference or I had a child, but it was very rare for anyone to know what school I was talking about. Yeah, it definitely is one of those conversations where I sit there with whoever I'm talking to, and I'm like, well, I'm about 20 minutes, I guess, kind of southish from southish from Helen, and yep. you just kind of got to go from there trying to explain where exactly we are. But, yeah. I mean, now we even have a billboard with Matt Lehman, one of our senior golfers, that honestly, not to brag on him or anything, but he could possibly go pro at some point in time. But he is on one of the billboards with our name on it. How do you think even that, driving down the highway you see, how do you think that even impacts us? I mean, again, it's just going to always put our name out to more people and show more people like we're respecting our athletes and showing like the caliber of players we have here and just getting our name out to people driving by. Like, because I'm sure that people like 10 minutes from here might not have heard of Piedmont College, depending on where they go. And But they see a billboard now. It can definitely build like a college, more college culture around the college itself right now. Yeah, because I mean, I want to say about 15 <clears throat> to 20 minutes or so before you even hit Athens, you see 
all these billboards and stuff. Obviously, you know you're going to Athens because UGA is there and everything, yeah. but you still see those billboards. And I feel as if, yeah, that's not really social media, but in a way, it's still a way for us to get our names out there to yeah. people. What would you like to see Piedmont do in their next steps to just keep growing? Yeah, I mean, definitely just, like, kind of keep, you know, at the recruiting level as you are, keep bringing in more players, keep getting our name out there. And then once those facilities get built, then, you know, obviously more people are going to see that. And, like, even as is, we have some nice facilities, you know, they can rival some of the D2 schools that I've toured back in uh, high school. And so, like, just showing that we have nicer facilities and, like, how that impacts us as athletes and be able to use them and just be able to kind of have like almost kind of like a brag to other schools that we have a nice facility because we're, like, we're having a winning team here. Yeah, and I definitely feel as if they kind of go hand in hand. Like I feel as if it would be a little weird to be a really bad team but yeah. have a really nice facility. Yeah. I feel as if it shows who we are. Yeah. Thank you for joining me today in the studio bays. And I definitely enjoyed hearing your story of how you got to Piedmont and, of course, the different types of social media impact we've had and possibly end up becoming a D2 school eventually. But I also want to thank all the listeners for being able to just take a little bit of time out of their day to hear these different athletes' stories on how they got here to Piedmont University. And on top of that, different social media effects on athletes as a whole and as schools in general trying to just recruit more people. So I definitely want to give a shout out to everyone that's listening right now and Hopefully, we will hear some more episodes from Socially Sporty in a few weeks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in with us today on Socially Sporty. Tune in next time for a new episode with a new guest speaker and some insight on today's sports world around us. Stay sporty.